Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show live on Twitch. Remember, you can also get it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and all those things. Exclusive episodes are up there right now, too, and you can listen to them. Uh, we are on twitch.tv forward slash Simon316. That's right, we're trying to get the Twitch game going, but have a YouTube channel, too. Make sure you check that out. Search for Simon Miller. Thanks for all the views this week. Come talk to me at SimonMiller316 on Instagram and Twitter. <coughs> Excuse that cough. And yeah, a massive shout out to uh, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Loads of love on there at the moment. You make all my personal stuff so much easier to do and you humble the absolute crap out of me. So thank you so much. And shout out to pinsandknuckles.com, also known as pinsandknucklesmerch.com. That's two different sites. They support my show, so I give a salute to them. What a crazy week it's been in the world of wrestling. Last week... We had all that stuff with Paul Heyman. That came out of nowhere. He got booted out of his job uh, as uh, executive director of Raw. Not the most surprising thing, I don't think, ever since uh, Eric Bischoff lost his job. Um, neither of them lasted a year, which is kind of sad. But that's, again, it's a ratings predicament. I don't need, we, we don't need to overthink it, really. Ratings aren't where they needed to be. Somebody has to be the scapegoat. And it's probably why Triple H didn't get that job. Because Triple H is the uh, heir apparent, apparent, I should say. And Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff were expendable, which kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, Bruce Pritchard now in charge. Oh, well, we say in charge of SmackDown and Raw. Vince McMahon is in charge, obviously. But so, yeah, we'll talk about the, the, the new era of Raw. I enjoyed it, but I thought things. Some things were very strange. It's a very, it's a very, there's some odd decision making on that show. But I can't say I was bored at any time, so that's always a massive plus. And yeah, before we do get into more recent stuff, we'll have to talk about backlash. We haven't done that yet on this show. I mean, it was a one match show, really. I did think Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre was awesome. I liked that a lot. Uh, I didn't like the finish with Lana. It was difficult, actually, because it made sense, the Lana finish, didn't it? Like, it, it was always going to happen. I think I'd even predicted that on my on my What Culture video. Make sure you subscribe to them as well. Um, so, you know, it was, it was probably something that they had to do, but it wasn't necessarily something that I in, enjoyed just from a whatever point of view. But it, it did make sense. And I have no problem with Drew McIntyre holding on to the title. As Raw showed, we're continuing on not only with breaking Lana and Bobby Lashley up, but also uh, getting the MVP Bobby Lashley relationship going. Probably another match with Drew down the line. So that's good booking. But really, it was all about the Randy Orton versus Edge. Greatest match ever, thingy to Bob. Now, was it the greatest match ever? No, <laughs> not for my money. But if you thought it was, that was awesome. But it was pretty damn good. And when we get to the end of 2020, it will certainly be on my, <clears throat> well, unless something amazing happens. But I think it would be in my contention of, you know, one of the best wrestling matches I've seen this year. And an argument has now kind of broken out about how we can treat it and how we can talk about it because it was pre-recorded and therefore they did double takes and, and this and that. I really don't care about that. I don't. As a wrestling fan, when I sit down and watch it, the only thing I give a shib about is did I enjoy what I just saw? I also believe that it's the longest non-stipulation match in WWE history at 44 minutes. Obviously, most matches longer than that or Iron Man matches and no other non-stip match has gone that long. So that's kind of cool. But I just thought it was, 
I just thought it was tremendously, <coughs> excuse me, tremendously well paced out. I thought the storytelling was great. Uh, I thought Edge reminded us of how good he can be as a wrestler. Randy Orton right now, to me, is arguably the best wrestler in the world. Definitely the best wrestler in WWE. But, you know, if you look at AEW, you want to talk about Cody, uh, New Japan, we'll talk about Okada, uh, whatever. To me, right now, Randy Orton has found, ironically, has found his apex and he's, uh, he's absolutely smashing it. So, yeah, I am, I'm getting a massive kick out of Randy Orton right now. Um, but yeah, I just thought that match was fire. And I like the fact it ended, you know, with Randy Orton cheating. Because the idea was to try and find out who the best wrestler was. And Orton was like, well, I can't figure out a way, so I'm just going to boot him in the balls. Excellent. Genuinely excellent. I watched it twice because I'm a massive nerd. I'm a massive loser. I, I mean, look, some people didn't like it, and that's fine. I think the tagline of greatest wrestling match ever was always going to upset some people, right? I totally get that. But yeah, a huge fan of it. Really, really enjoyed it. It's a sh obviously Edge tore his triceps, um, which means he's going to be out for a long time, which is a massive shame. But I guess as long as he can get back to 100%, it will serve the story. You know, if he pops back up later in the year and whoops Randy Orton's ass, that will be quite good. But yeah, two thumbs up from me. And I guess we should talk about the Viking Raiders Street Profits thing. Look, if you liked it, great. If you didn't like it, great. I don't understand why people started yelling at each other online about it. Uh, like some guy, to me, he, he, the reason he was so mad, and he, he delivered it in a perfectly fair way, which is fine. But his whole point was, well, I think that the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders are top-tier talent, which they are, and they're being used like goofs. And I do understand that, but I know that they enjoyed it because nobody can do that stuff like the way they're doing it with the smiles on their face. You could just tell. Like it, it, it resonates out of the television screen. So they don't mind. Therefore, I mind a little bit less. And on top of that, <laughs> it's difficult. Was it dumb? Yes. Was it ridiculous? Yes. Was it out of nowhere? Yes. Was it goofy? Yes. I'm not trying to argue any of this. <clears throat> but again, much like Raw, I wasn't bored ever. At one point, was I bored? I wasn't. In fact, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I quite enjoyed it. It put a smile on my face, mostly because it was so bad it was good. Uh, I think Will Ospreay compared it to Sharknado, which I actually thought was quite a good comparison. It was ninjas. There was a tall guy. There was glass being shattered. There were, oh man, I made the joke that Godzilla was in the dumpster truck. I know it was a Star Wars reference, but that's boring. I'm never doing that again. Never, never wind up Star Wars nerds. This is what I learned. I don't know. I completely understand why it was divisive. I completely understand this in this sort of no fan era or closed door era. We're doing a lot more of this stuff. I, I, like, I, I had a good time. Well, that's all I can say. I had a good time. I didn't necessarily think it was the best thing I'd ever seen. Far from it. But it was just so stupid. I like goofy stuff. I'm immature, clearly. I'm a juvenile moron, and I should be thrown in the bin. But yeah, that's how I felt about it. It was, uh, it was. Um... <laughs> as for backlash as a whole, I will say it was a mixed event. Without that main event, I don't know what we'd be talking about. But uh, a lot of it we can talk about as we go through Raw. What we will touch upon before we get there is if you haven't seen. Yeah, I don't know if I can say the word on Twitch. You can't say it on YouTube, so I won't, just in case. The situation, the global pandemic, the uh, the disease that is is running rampant. Uh, a developmental performer for WWE tested positive to the point that tapings got shut down today. I think they were going to take Raw Smackdown and NXT and maybe 205 Live main event. They're not doing that now. They're going to hold off till tomorrow, and they're actually going to do proper tests on the entire roster and obviously personnel to see what's going on. Uh, that is a uh, that's a big deal. It really is. I mean, why they weren't doing it before, I don't know. I'm not going to get into that debate because it will take up the whole show. 
I just hope that this doesn't become a thing for the health and safety of everybody there. I was a little bit confused. And again, this is all rumor and speculation. I'm going off what I read. I don't know if it's 100% true. But I was a little confused that there, apparently the rule was if you want to come and watch Raw and Smack, uh, Raw last night, because apparently there was some fans, uh, some sort of friends of family in the, in the building too. So I guess makeshift fans. You weren't allowed to wear a mask. That seems very confusing to me. Like New Japan starts up in July. They're all going to be wearing masks. I know Dana White doesn't, but the UFC, you can see people wearing masks. So why you'd have an edict that nobody can wear a mask, I don't really understand. So I'll shrug my shoulders at that one. It's a little bit strange, but it's a massive deal. It's a huge deal backstage. It's massive. That's a troubling situation because look, if, if we've seen how it spreads, right? And if that spreads through the WWE, you are going to have to close things down for a while to wait for it to balance out, much like the rest of the world has. I'm not saying I want that to happen. Of course I don't. I want people to maybe to able to make their livelihoods. And on a selfish level, as we've talked about before, I like having wrestling as a distraction. It gets We can do stuff like this and we can have a chat and, and kind of forget about all the woes in, on the universe right now. But... I mean, you have from now on, you just have to test your performance for, for, the, for, the, for the thing. You just do. It's, there's nothing. I can't. I won't be able to sit down now, especially if this has happened. I won't be able to sit down and enjoy a show as much as I have been doing. Because it's kind of, you do kind of forget. And we've seen that sort of globally too. But now that this has happened, the testing has to take a step up just so I know that everybody's okay. Because how hard would it be to watch a show knowing that these people are kind of just like, you know, fish in a barrel? floating through you've got to protect people that's the number one thing right now especially with everything else going on you know treating humans like humans it's gonna happen it's gonna happen so yeah we'll, we'll, hopefully it's the kick up the ass that ww actually needed and the way is a blessing in disguise and we start testing people every single i think most people do it a couple of times a week you know the premier league starts up uh, the football soccer league over here in the uk starts up again tomorrow i think it's twice a week they're doing uh take 1979 hey simon what are your thoughts on chris jericho having roman reigns on his aew wish list yeah i saw uh, check out the what culture interview with roman reigns too done by my man adam wilborn really good really fun i enjoyed it i mean I, I get why it's a headline but it didn't surprise me of course you'd want roman reigns i've always said roman reigns is good and then I get yelled at by people. But no, I love Roman Reigns. And if he did go to AEW, it would bring people across. Because whether you want to think about it or not, he is a star in WWE. Not of the ilk to a Austin, a Rock, or John Cena. But he's a, he's a big deal within the current context. So, yeah, it didn't surprise me, uh, it didn't, didn't surprise me that much. Uh, Danny J Boy doesn't want to talk resting at all. If you had one hour left to live, what would your last meal be and why? Pizza. Pizza and ice cream. Always my favorite my favorite meal. Shout out to Pratty Ush U 112 says, hi, Simon. It's my first live stream. Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, trying to get the Twitch game going. I will eventually get into doing this at least every other day. I want to start doing four or five times a week, but I get, uh, I get sunk by other stuff, but that's fine. And, uh, and River24 says, now this is the content I came for. Let's see the vacuum cleaner. Well, I left it in my hallway now. I can't leave my stream twice. That's just bad. That's just bad etiquette. Um, right, Raw. Let me know in the comments what you thought of it. Or if you are listening to this in the audio feed, just give me a tweet at Simon316 or on Instagram. Because when I got to the end of it, I was like, I, again, I, 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 I'm just gibbering jabbering, but it was just so weird. Like, it, was, it was so many, like the decision to sort of have storyline builds from hour one to hour three absolutely christian randy orton went the whole way through mvp bobby lashley r truth and um drew mcintyre excellent and there were other things going on as well we introduced some new feuds and some new angles and i guess the iconics too they were in two different segments but 
we'll talk about the Christian Randy Orton stuff in a minute, but let's talk about Drew McIntyre, R-Truth, Bobby Lashley, and MVP. What was that? <laughs> and why were the ninjas involved? Like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't. And MVP and Lashley together are flipping great. MVP is the star of... <laughs> the MVP is MVP of Raw, ironically. Why is Drew McIntyre hanging out with R-Truth? Why are we getting the 24-7 belt? I know it didn't happen eventually, but it was still, you know, in the conversation. Why is that next to the WWE title? Why is the WWE title being defending in a tag team match? It just had so many bizarre questions. Like, it was really, really, really odd. Why was Drew McIntyre teaming with uh, with R-Truth? Did R-Truth need to be on this show? Could I just... Like, surely we could have come up with maybe a feud for MVP. Unless he is going to feud with R-Truth, then shut my mouth. It was just... So, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. And I like the fact, like I say, you know, Bobby Lashley wants to divorce Lana. We doubled down on that. So we can continue that story to actually, you know, separate those two. And it seems like Lana's going to do something with Natalia. But there we go. We mentioned Natalia. Why was she teaming with Liv Morgan? (laughs) Do they have a relationship? I don't know. It's just a lot of stuff that kind of just happened, ironically. And, again, it wasn't bad. But there was just a lot of sort of holes. It did feel like a lot of let's throw everything at the wall and then we'll take it from there. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yes, um, my man uh, biting tr- Trump's tasty peach. That's the name. MVP calling Lana a thought. I'd never heard the word thought. I don't even still know what thought means. But a lot of people got a kick out of that. So fair Jews. I don't mind that we're going to Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley too, because Bobby Lashley also has a get out of jail free card because everything he's saying about Lana is correct. And I still think Drew McIntyre is a great champion, but it was very WCW having your world singles championship in a tag team match. <laughs> and who decided that it, before the uh, the 24-7 title got taken out of it, who decided that it was going to be this? Who who agreed to this stipulation? I have no idea. Watch ups and downs today for Raw. I'll be live soon. I have come up with who makes all these decisions. And I'm not saying that I want a general manager figure or anything like that or an authority figure. That's not what I'm saying. But like the iconic said, we're going to get a title shot. We know someone and they got it. And then our truth said he's going to sort it and he's got it. Where are they going? Like I need to know who they're going to talk to. Otherwise it is hint, hint, nudge, nudge, like a wizard in the sky that just goes and makes things happen. But the Christian Randy Orton stuff I thought was excellent. I think Randy Orton is on fire. I believe every word that he says. I think he's a massive asshole in terms of the world of kayfabe, as you're meant to think. Uh, I was a little bit hesitant about Ric Flair being involved, given the you know the global situation again. But again, that's up to Ric Flair. I wouldn't have it happen, but it's not my decision to make. And I like the fact that we teased it throughout the show. You know, we've got the big show involved, Ric Flair, like I mentioned, Christian being on the phone to people. Uh, they justified it. I thought he was great in that role. Christian is vastly underrated, always has been. And while some people were upset that we kind of teased an unsanctioned match for three hours and then obviously Ric Flair goes heel, he's always a heel, but, you know, slams Christian in the balls, Randy on punts him and pins him and then just talks absolute smack to him. To me, it just made sense with the narrative. And I don't know if Christian's cleared to come back or not. I don't know if they are going to do a match at, say, SummerSlam. But in terms of underlining who Randy Orton is and using the Edge situation, obviously Edge had to have surgery, so he couldn't be on the show, to continue this evolution, ironic, of Randy Orton's character. I didn't mind it at all. To me, that's the story. I didn't need a match. I didn't feel like I got ripped off. I felt like, okay, that's the story. What's Randy Orton going to do next? Has he gone back to his Legend Killer vibe? Because now he's taken out Edge. He's taken out Christian. He's taken out Matt Hardy. You know, does he... 
I can't even think of who else he could take out, but I'm sure there's somebody I'm not thinking of. Do we build a Goldberg versus Randy Orton in a big event and we have Randy Orton beat Goldberg? Or maybe we do a Taker match. I don't think these things are going to happen. I'm just speculating up the whim-wham. But... I, again, I just thought it, I thought it was great. It was great that it was it started from second one, and it's great that it ended in minute a hundred and how long is Raw six one hundred and eighty, one hundred and eighty minutes, and it, and it just played right now. Randy Orton is the you know he's the star that a lot of people sometimes say that he's not. You know he is. I want to see his segments. I want to see what he's going to do. I want to see who he's going to feud with. I love the fact the punt is back. That's something to talk about. The punt got taken away. That's flown back into the picture for some reason. Is Ric Flair going to be his manager? I don't know, but I like the fact I can ask the question. Again, can Christian wrestle? Again, is that a thing? We don't know. So it has opened a lot of uh, a lot of doors. I'm not going to feel screwed over if Christian hasn't been cleared. Just won't be. Uh, maybe you will maybe you want that match now and you feel like it'll be taken away but i suppose christian could be a second to somebody else or maybe he's out until edge comes back and then we do a little 2-2 thing there i don't know but i thought in terms of that angle which did bookend the entire show there's no two ways about it it was great it was fantastic and randy Orton pulls this character off perfectly and who doesn't want to see the legend killer back right which is essentially what this was so it's two thumbs up from me uh, it gets me pretty excited um Be Becky Lynch chronic blazes I think that says how could you take a punt to the face and not be cleared I hope I'm not about to ruin your day wrestling's not real <laughs> and you will have noticed the camera cut at the time he got kicked in the head because it was you know there's every chance he didn't actually even touch him there's no crowd either so you can do that I hope I haven't just spoiled that for you I'm a little worried now but yeah wrestling is pre predetermined and uh, you can just do that kind of stuff but I love you all the same thank you very much for joining uh, Danny J Boy 2018 says, yeah, I was just about to say, I think it may be Christian and Orton at SummerSlam. Also, I heard Adam and Andy, what culture guy, suggesting he can take out Gangrel. Yeah, he should. Gangrel's got to be terrified right now. The brood, brood's having a, brood's having a terrible time. Um, uh, where am I going? Uh, I can't even see. My, my, there's nothing here. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I just liked it a lot. And I don't know if Christian can come back. I'm not going to start guessing because we uh, we don't know. Uh, I like all the stuff with Andrade, Angel Garza, and Zelina Vega. They're obviously trying to get back on the same page. I think we should just double down on that feud now. I mean, is it too early to break up Zelina's minions? Potentially, but Austin Theory's already out of there. And I think Kevin Owens should probably go on to do something else now. It's not really like they're focusing on it massively. And I think Andrade versus Angel Garza will be a great match. And I think Angel Garza is better by himself. You know, there's just something about that dude. I don't think he needs to be in a group. He can he can carry his own. And Andrade and Zelina Vega can still be a thing afterwards. Maybe Zelina Vega screws over Angel Garza to make him a face. You know, that's fine. That works. So that's all good. You know, that's just ticking along and, and doing its thing. I certainly wasn't offended by it by, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not going to go through all the little bits with MVP and Bobby Lashley because there was just there was just way too much. We've kind of uh, we, we've kind of hit the headlines. I. Again, I am happy to say that I enjoyed the Viking Raiders Street Profit stuff on Backlash. I didn't really need the ninjas coming back on Raw. I thought that was a nice one and done. It's because it's, it's, like, when you do a silly thing once, it's fine. But then when it becomes canon, you kind of have to go, hmm, okay. And obviously then there was a match between the ninjas and those guys. And those guys just whipped their ass. Like, well, now you're not even a threat. And that tall guy doesn't do anything, even though he's amazingly tall. And the Street Profits and Viking Raiders had Big Show in their corner for some reason because he's really tall. I mean, it's very, very odd, especially because they couldn't figure out how to settle their feud. And it took Big Show to tell them just have a wrestling match. And they were like, oh, wrestling match. So how you surely you must have figured this one out 
on your own. But no, so bizarre. I'm hoping we just leave that now. I like Tazawa. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I don't need him to be a head ninja, but maybe I'm wrong. You can tell me otherwise. I'll say as well, if you are live on Twitch right now, make sure you smash the follow button so that you know when I'm going live. And the more follows I get, the quicker I can get to affiliated status too. So I would appreciate that. The Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio stuff is good. It really, really is. And we're building that fluid. It's a slow burn. Rey Mysterio is great in his role. I do think Seth Rollins gets a little bit repetitive from time to time. But this, amazingly, was all saved thanks to Dominic, Rey's son. If I had told you that Rey... Uh, that, 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 when did he win the belt? The Universal belt at some point last year. If I had told you that point when Seth Rollins won the belt, WrestleMania 35... Then around about a year's time, he's going to be thrown into the steel stairs by Dominic, Ray's kid. You would have slapped me in the face because you'd be like, don't lie here, Simon. It's not it's not right. And I would have agreed with you. But he looked great. I don't know whether he's ready for a match, but I was behind him. I supported him. I liked when he bailed when Austin Theory and Murphy tried to get him. I, I, I think we can do this. I think we can. Strange that Alistair Black wasn't on the show. Scared me a little bit because surely he's got to be the third guy in all of this. And that way, Dominic is massively protected. Again, I don't know where how far along he is on, is on his training, but I certainly liked him coming out and and whooping Seth Rollins' ass. I really, really did. And now hopefully Seth Rollins can use this to double down on his crazy character and be like, how dare this little toe rag do this to me? I really didn't think they would do that. It absolutely took me by surprise. So yeah, that, that, that kicked ass, I thought. I'm I, just surprised by it. It really, really was. Uh, we mentioned Drew McIntyre and all that nonsense and how a wizard in the sky. Somebody tell me in the comments what the deal is with Liv Morgan and Natalia. And maybe more specifically, Natalia and Lana. Because those two kind of came together at the end of their segment because they both had bad nights. Are we going to get Natalia and Lana as a tag team? Do we get Sasha Banks and Bailey versus those two? Is that a bit weird? I think so. And I have this horrible feeling that Liv Morgan is now going to tag team up with Ruby Riot. Because Ruby Wright's name was dropped here. And if that happens, not only do I have no idea why they had that match to begin with, or that four matches, three matches, why did they get back together? <laughs> no reason. We have definitely gone back to throwing things against the wall. Uh, Bad Karma 259, do you think Ray and Randy might have a program after this? Well, I hope we're building Randy Orton up for a match against Drew McIntyre. Because... I think they'd be great together. I think it would be awesome. And I think Randy Orton is going to have so much momentum at that point that you may actually believe he could beat Ray. Uh, Ray. Drew. And as soon as you've got that doubt in your mind, you get a great championship match nine times out of ten. So surely that must be the plan. Like I don't, Again, I don't know what the deal with Christian is, but if he can't wrestle, putting Randy Orton back in the world title picture is the right thing to do. He's the best heel in the company. Drew McIntyre needs to beat heels. That's his whole job right now. I think Drew McIntyre now has 18 consecutive wins after winning that belt. Surprise, surprise, it makes him look awesome. Who would have thought? Um, Tate979, how on earth does Rey Mysterio have a kid that's basically twice his size in height? Genetics are crazy things, my friends. You never, you never can tell uh, how they're going to go. Uh, Rotty Bra says, there was also some backstage vid where Big Show said he wasn't afraid of Randy Orton. So Big Show and Orton at some point. Yeah, you could do that. I think Big Show ticks the legend box at this stage. I mean, he's been wrestling in WWE since 1999 and a few years before that in WCW. In fact, now you've mentioned it, I think that's a great idea. As long as Randy Orton whoops his ass. And then the legend killer is back. I was trying to think about legends he could take out. Great shout. I'm all about it. 
Um, Pratty Ush 0112. How do you feel about referees showing character and doing screwy stuff instead of going for the DQ? Well, we'll use that to talk about it. Nia Jax versus Oscar. WWE put me in a very difficult position this week because on um, Backlash, I had said I just want to see people win matches. Then, of course, everyone yells, but Simon, you didn't like Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. That's not what I said. I did like that match. I just didn't like the storyline. So I wasn't able to invest. You could; These two things can be mutually exclusive. It's very possible. It's an amazing thing I have in my brain. But then on Raw, yeah, Nia Jax lost her temper, pushed the referee like she's Paolo Di Canio. Second time I've made that reference. And the referee was going to disqualify her. But then when Oscar used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, he just decides, screw it. I'll throw my reputation in the bin and I'll do a fast count. My problem with it is Oscar up till two weeks ago was a really dominant champion a la Drew McIntyre, right? And I dug it a lot. And now all of a sudden she's getting count out draws and now winning with help from the referee. And I don't think she feels as cool as she did. What I think a great thing to have done here was, and it would have justified the double DQ, is having Oscar taken out this giant as Nia Jax, right? Because she's not as big. So he chops away at the legs, like chopping a tree down in, in a forest. I... If we're not going to give the belt to Nia Jax, if you want to do that, that's okay. But if you're not going to do that, I don't see why you just can't put all the love onto Oscar and have her do that. So I found it a little bit strange. But we'll see where it goes. Again, I didn't like it of itself. But in a couple, in a week's time, two weeks time, maybe, like I say, a story, a story, a story plays out. But I was surprised by that because now that feud surely still has to continue. Or is this going to be a thing where Nia Jax keeps attacking refs and then we get the referees versus Nia Jax? I bet that happens. Uh, and then, because they're trying to pop ratings right now, imagine three male refs against Nia Jax and she runs rampant. I can see WWE thinking that will do the numbers. So there you go. Uh, also going to get the, the Iconics versus Sasha Banks and uh, Bailey next week in a match. That was also made by the Wizard in the Sky. Uh, it just happened. But that's okay. Especially because Bailey and Sasha Banks are now super fighting champions because they're taking on Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox on nxt and they're going to be at smackdown i think that's probably a little bit overkill but that is the idea of the belts so that's okay right the idea is if you are tag team champions women you can go wherever the hell you want okay so do it and defend it and eventually those two will implode and they have a great match maybe at SummerSlam if fans are back in the building i'm okay with it i, I truly truly am i just thought too big show was trying to talk christian out of doing it we should do randy orton versus big show that's a really good idea. Well done to whoever said that. I can't remember. Um, I like everything with this Apollo Crews at MVP and Shelton Benjamin. I thought Shelton Benjamin had just been put on there to uh, sort of get beaten by Apollo Crews, which was fine. You need bodies for Apollo right now. But there's a clip on WWE's Twitter of MVP visiting Shelton Benjamin. I am all over that. I love Shelton Benjamin, another underused guy. And if you put him with MVP and Bobby Lashley and start this new faction, I think that will rock. MVP is the best thing about Raw, along with Randy Orton. Shelton Benjamin should be being used. Bobby Lashley feels like a monster, as he should do. Look at the man. That's ticking a lot of boxes. And if the reason you need to justify it is that Shelton Benjamin feels like he got screwed over, because obviously Apollo Crews held the ropes, even though it's justified because Shelton Benjamin had tried to do it first. That was really good. Now I think about it, that's some of the most deft storytelling we had on Raw. All of that makes a lot of sense. And you can see why uh, people's reactions and feelings would be. So that's a couple of thumbs up for me right there. I really dug it. And now I dug it more that I've said it on that. What was that bit when Ric Flair was talking to Charlotte? Oh, honey, people wind you up. Yeah, they do, Dad. Woo. That was it. I, I don't know what that was. That just felt like Charlotte wanted to take a, a swipe at people that 
to be fair, are way too harsh on her, which I do think is true. But yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea what that was back. Had some ninja stuff, of course. Um, <laughs> ninjas. <laughs> Only in wrestling. Only in wrestling could you have ninjas. And then, yeah, and then we just built to the finish. So that's Raw. Let me know in the comments what you thought. And again, if you're listening on audio podcast, make sure you, you tweet me and let me know too. I really don't know what the takeaway of it was. It did feel less like a Paul Heyman show, but that could just be like a placebo, right? Because I know that Paul Heyman wasn't involved. I'm trying to be all smart. Like, <laughs> It certainly felt like there was more storylines. Here's my, here's my takeaway. It felt like there was more storylines that lasted the entire night, but there was absolutely less wrestling. Like, I think we got to 100 minutes and we'd only had 10 to 12 minutes of wrestling tops because I believe certain people in WWE thinks that loses ratings, which sometimes it does. I mean, the match at the end was a minute. Uh, Oscar was about six minutes. Uh, Andrade, uh, sorry, Angel Garza, Kevin Owens was about six minutes. That tag match was only about six minutes. I don't think any match went longer than eight minutes. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it did. Even that Street Profits Viking Raiders Ninja thing was like a minute and a half. So it's very, very quick matches. Very, very attitude-eary, if you want to use that word. I don't like it, but it's a term people understand. But I wasn't bored, as I say. I will double down on that fact that I wasn't bored. And I'm certainly intrigued to see where MVP's going to go. Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, Drew McIntyre now. He's clearly going to continue that feud. The Natalia Lana stuff is weird. But hey, it's something, at least when they're on TV. As long as it doesn't get dropped. Do you remember when Natalia was having angry phone calls with people? And that was meant to go somewhere. That got dropped. It's just amazing. Things get dropped all the time. And look, we'll see what happens with the ninjas. But next week, we are going to get the Street Profits versus Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And really, they should give them time. They should go out there. They should smash it like they can because they're great teams. And then we should probably move on. I think we've kind of hit the uh, uh, the, the, the apex with it. Second time I've used that word. I don't know why apex is my word of the day. But we don't need any more skits. We've done it. I'm not saying they've run it into the ground, but they've just served their purpose. There's no point continuing on with them. The question is who wins? And I think I'd be happy either way. I think I'd probably be happier if the Street Profits won and they went off to another feud where the belts are more of a focus. And then the Viking Raiders. The thing is we need more tag teams. That's the issue. And WWE is not really a tag team company. But it's a, we should build around that. And we should have a good week of push, I think. And try and get people to buy in. Makes sense. Um, let's go to some of the comments. Uh, Xcraft0810 says, why am I just getting to know about the Twitch channel? Well, it's kind of brand new. We used to live stream on YouTube, but uh, YouTube kept giving me a lot of problems when I did that, so I thought I'd try it on here instead. Uh, Tuna Gamer YouTube says, Bailey keeps saying she beat everyone, but she hasn't beaten Sasha. Exactly, my friend. You see, you're planting those seeds. And I will say now, uh, Britt Baker goes in there, MVP goes in there, and Bailey absolutely goes in there. People that have taken the, the, the bull by the horns in this closed um, arena period and absolutely made their characters work. I remember when Bailey first turned heel, there was a lot of people like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like it. It doesn't really work with their character. I prefer this to the hugger Bailey. I think there's more depth to it. I think she can have more fun with it. I think she's funnier when she does promos and the little quips she makes in the ring. She's one of my favorite characters in wrestling right now, and it's because she cut her hair and she's changed it up. And she's a great women's champion. So that's a, you know, that's a massive plus as well. Uh, Frank Ling Goodwin says, I need closure on Bobby Lashley flipping tires. Is the tire okay and where is it? Dude, again, you, there's so much we could go through that you never got closure on. You are 100% not going to get that, especially because now Lana and Bobby Lashley are getting a divorce. It's over. It's the end. That's it. We're never. That, that, she has a bad track record, Lana, when it comes to marriages. That's going to be two divorces in 2020. That's a sad time. That's a sad time. Right. She also said that her relationship was based on Bobby Lashley getting her to dye her hair brown. 
And I was like, that's interesting. That was never a thing. Very, very strange. Um, Jenkins11 says, did that ninja scene remind you of Power Rangers? I don't know what it reminded me of. I, 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 I can do without the ninjas now. Let's move away from the ninjas. Um, name LYX says, oh, I just talking about the Twitch channel, which is fine. Also, what do you do with Lana now? Well, I think they're going to team her up with Natalia. And I think they're going to have a few with Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. I really do. That's kind of massive speculation on my end and probably my brain going at 100 miles an hour where there's no need. But that's kind of the feeling that I get. That's what I think we're going to do. It's not the end of the world. At least they're being used on television. Especially Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot's great. I don't know why we don't use her more. You tell me. Your guess is absolutely as good as mine. Uh, Bollock Yogurt, which is an incredible name. Seems like there are a lot of female heels at the moment. Only see Oscar as the only face singles competitor. Yeah, when Natalia and Lana came across like heels. Liv Morgan's a face, I think. Um, Ruby Wright is not, though. So that kind of throws those plans out the work. So she's been off TV so long, you could change it. Nia Jax is a heel. The Iconics are heels. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are kind of... I don't know, on SmackDown, but they're kind of faces... Yeah, I know what you mean. Lacey Evans haven't seen for a while. Don't know why. Sonya Deville's Hill, Mandy Rose's face. They probably do need more face champ- uh, face uh, face women wrestlers. I would see that's probably that's probably correct. Uh, Demon TF99 says Lana as Natalia's manager. I mean, does she need that? Potential. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I just don't know in kind of which which direction it would uh, which direction it would go in. I don't know. This is this is the intriguing thing about Raw. I don't think like I'm massively invested in the Natalia Lana stuff, but at least when I watch next week, I can go, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. And maybe it grabs me, maybe it doesn't. You never, you can never like every single story. So that was definitely a plus, but I could certainly do with more wrestling. I appreciate the craft of in-ring um, sportsmanship. We will see. I also want to talk about AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan from SmackDown last week because we haven't talked about that. Obviously, AJ Styles won the Intercontinental Championship. Flipping brilliant match. It's rare that I give out two golden ups in a week on ups and downs, but I, I, I had to this week. I was like, there's no two ways about it. It was, it was just excellent. Those two guys are such good professional wrestlers. I believed it. It was hard hitting. It was fast. Uh, there was storytelling in terms of working on legs and ankles and arms and all kinds of different things. The finish was great. That reversal into the Styles Clash from the running knee was fabulous. More of that. You know, it wasn't a massively long match either. I mean, it was pretty long, but it was not like it was huge. I could take one of them a week, and I know only a few people can do it. But still, put two people in the ring and let them swim. Or sink if they can't. But I get that's difficult when you're trying to uh, bring in ratings and trying to appease a lot of people. But yeah, I thought it was um, I thought it was great. And AJ Styles winning the title makes all the sense in the world. I guess he features Drew Gulak now, because Drew Gulak has got a victory over him. We should talk... Actually, at Backlash, it was weird that Otis went up to The Miz and John Morrison... And he was all like, oh, maybe I'll cash in. And then we never saw him again. <laughs> so many odd things happen on WWE. As for that match as well, a few people got mad that I didn't like it. It was just too silly. And the other thing that no one seems to have mentioned is that because The Miz pulled John Morrison off of Braun Strowman, John Morrison should actually be the Universal Champion right now. He had him beat. Braun Strowman was down. So to me, that should be the next program. Although I think Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown this week, so straight away, you know, we go, look, I would just give Bray Wyatt the title now. It's nothing against Braun Strowman. I just don't think his character is a... I don't think it works in this spotlight, in my personal opinion. In my personal opinion. You may love him, and if you do, that's good. Let me make sure I haven't missed any news, as always. You know the deal, this part of the show. We've talked about all the easy stuff. 
Uh, the big news is obviously what happened at the, the cancelling of the TV tapings because of the um, positive test. Uh, Rey Mysterio's return to Raw next week. Absolutely. We should start building properly now to Seth versus Ray or whatever we do in terms of a tag team match. I got no problems with that whatsoever. Yes, Total Divas did a great number and beat AEW and NXT in the ratings. My word, did I get a lot of tweets about that. It's a completely different audience. Like, obviously, AEW and NXT is mostly blokes. And still would be surprised to hear that Total Divas is mostly women. That's not a comparable thing. It's like saying I like eating ice cream and I like playing football. It's like, okay, you can do both. I don't, I don't know what thing. There's a headline here that says, is Rusev heading to Impact? What is this? I don't know about this. On his Twitch channel, apparently. As I said, any Bulgarian can go and debut. They may have another kid from... Oh, he's talking about the flag that they showed. I don't know. That's nothing. That's just... Look at that getting trolled by, by, by clickbait by clickbait headlines. And yeah, we know about Dre McVeigh signing a new, a new deal. We don't need to talk about that. We've done it before. That's pretty much everything. And that kind of makes sense. We've had backlash. We've had uh, all the stuff with the... Like I say, with the... Um, I can never think what to call it. The illness. I call that the illness. And obviously, Raw is in the books. I kind of... It's really, really, really weird because I came away from both Backlash and Raw actually feeling pretty good about wrestling. But then when I go back, it's step by step. I'm like, there was a lot of nonsense on there, which I completely understand that people didn't <laughs> didn't like. So it's very, 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 very strange. I think the real, the most upsetting news to me is the Edge thing. I really think we could, uh, he, his, his presence on the show would have been, would have been ace. But again, you, what, what, what can you do? What can you do? You get injured, you get injured. Uh, let's answer some questions. We'll do that. Uh, Darren4785 says, Big Show turned more times than I've eaten a Sunday lunch. Yeah, he's face again now. I can't remember what he was when he was last here. doesn't even matter. It's irrelevant. It's Boy Who Cried Wolf. More um, Indoors says, The Fiend should not be a character to lose a lot of matches. Yeah, that's fair. I'd agree with that. I would put the belt... If you're going back to Braun Strowman versus Bray, I would now make Bray Wyatt the champion again. But I, it's nothing against Braun Strowman. I just... Not, I'm not getting... And it's probably because... They clearly didn't have any uh, ready-made feuds for him, which I understand because it's meant to be Roman Reigns and, and that's all been thrown out the window. But unless we're going to come up with some stuff, I just think Bray Wyatt is a more credible champion and someone that I would be more interested in watching. Uh, Candy Friend says, did the hacker get dropped? I don't think so. Now, I may be wrong because WWE does this stuff a lot, but I don't mind the hacker coming and going. I think that's much more interesting. It's like Bray Wyatt. It's much more interesting that sometimes you get to the end of the show, you know, like, oh, I didn't see the hacker because that means he's in your subconscious. If it vanishes entirely, of course, that sucks. It's a really good idea. I presume it's going to be Mustafa Ali. So many people still think it's CM Punk. I don't think that's true. But yeah, I mean, if we now start planting more and more seeds and build and build and build, that would be good. But I'm not against it coming and going because he's a hacker, right? He should take his time. Uh, Tuna Gaming YT. Simon, do you think Karrion Cross is the new dead man? Oh, no, not at all. I don't think we should. No, he's a great character and he comes across like a badass. And I think he should probably beat Adam Cole for the championship. It feels like it's time, especially because we're putting the rocket on him. But no, I don't think he should have any sort of fantastical elements to his character. There was an interesting, I think it was on Reddit. There's an interesting thread with someone saying, do you think AEW needs a, a mystical character a la The Undertaker? And I thought it was a really, really good question. I'm not sure whether you can do it in 2020. I know we have Bray Wyatt, but that builds off the Bray Wyatt uh, hillbilly character or whatever you want to call the original incarnation of Bray Wyatt. To just introduce a fantastical character, I actually think is quite hard. Now, I'm not against it because I loved everything with Kane and The Undertaker. I think that's one of the best stories ever, even when it went completely off the rails. But to try and do that now, yeah, it would be tough. 
But I don't know. Let me know. Would you like to see it in AEW? JDM3232. 32, 32. Can you see Batista being involved with Randy Orton? Is he too busy doing movie roles? No, he's done with wrestling now. He had his big send-off, which is what he wanted, a WrestleMania match against Triple H. He lost, inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's focusing on his movie career. I love Dave Batista. I love his passion. I love his independence. I love how vocal he is about stuff that he cares about. But he doesn't need to come back to wrestling. Uh, if he wants to come back, that's fine. I don't believe in ruining your legacy. My word, the Undertaker stuff. But he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. There's nothing else for him to prove. And I think now he can walk away and that's all good. But if he wants to come back, yeah, Ace. I'll never be upset with seeing Batista. It's flipping Batista. Uh, Demon TF99 says Karen is going to be Adam Cole clean, I hope. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has to now. The fact that he ran through Tommaso Ciampa like he did. He needs to be dominant. It doesn't matter he's a bad guy. Is he even a bad guy? Kind of feels like a tweener to me. But he should just run through everyone for a while. And then you should build up a challenger to beat him. And you've got two brand new stars. It's almost like that's how wrestling works. Um, name licks. Will people ever stop claiming that CM Punk will return to WWE? I know you can never say never, but I can't see it happening in 2020 with no audiences. It will definitely not happen with no audiences. Because what the whole point is you want that pop. What a waste of life that would be. I don't think he's ever coming back. That's always been my take. Of course, it doesn't mean I'm right at all. I don't know Phil Brooks. I have, you know, I actually have met him though. I have met Phil Brooks, but uh, you know, very nice guy. I just don't think he needs to come back. I don't think he gets much from that, apart from a massive paycheck, of course. Uh, but no, people will always want him to come back because he's got fans, and that's great. You know, he he has earned those fans. I just don't see it, but maybe he does. Uh, Bollock Yogurt, did you watch the Last Ride? Bloody love it. Yeah, I have been watching the Last Ride. I think it's the best documentary that WWE's ever done, or at least up there with the Punk one and the Paul Heyman one and the ECW one and Monday Night Wars. I think it's better than them actually, just because you know there's 30 years worth of investment in it because we've never seen the Undertaker like this before. It ties into the legacy talk we would just happen. Now so many people are like oh, Undertaker, so entitled, so entitled, wants to have one last match. For goodness' sake, imagine you were an accountant and you were like 50 years old. And you had someone opening your window going, you just retire as an accountant and you've done enough accounting. I know it's different. Just let Mark Calloway do whatever the hell Mark Calloway wants to do. If you think he's ruining his legacy, what difference does it make? Okay, he ruins his legacy. Who gives two hoots? I don't care. Think how addictive wrestling must be. I professional wrestle on the independent circuit, right? And sometimes I wrestle shows in front of 50 people. But if it's 50 people going nuts, that is the most addictive stuff in the world. In fact, sometimes it's even better because it's intimate and you can actually have conversations with them. It's great. And I miss it desperately. And it's why I'm desperate for indie wrestling to start again. So imagine then doing that against 50,000, 60,000, 70,000 people at WrestleMania. I can understand why Undertaker doesn't want to give it up. And you're a long time retired. I know he's like 55 years old, but let's say he lives another 30 years. That's when he started in WWE. <laughs> so I, I really, I, we talked about this last week too. I don't want to get off on my high horse again, but just let him do whatever he wants. I've got other real problems to worry about. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bree2208, does CM Punk need the paycheck? I don't think so. Like, he, he must have made decent money from UFC. He made decent money from WWE. He's got his Marvel stuff. He's doing other things too. I don't think he needs the money. And I bet Fox is paying him loads for backstage too, which is why he's doing it. I imagine he's okay. Um, who does Orton fight next is a big question. Let's say that Christian is out and he can't wrestle and it was just done for an angle. Big Show is now straight on my list. And I want Orton to punt kick him in the head and pin him and go back to being the legend killer. And then I want to do the same to Goldberg. And I love Goldberg. But flip it. Let's do that too. And then I think he should challenge Drew McIntyre and maybe even beat Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Somebody had to say it. It had to be said. 
but you can go anywhere with him now. He's on fire. He really is. He has more momentum than anyone I can think of in Western wrestling right now. There'll be someone I'm not... There aren't people... There are people that are on par with him, of course. But I just feel like the last couple of weeks, he, is, he, just, bought, he just gives a crap about this edge feud. That's what it is. And when Randy Orton gives a crap, he's, he's absolutely phenomenal. And he did a really interesting interview. I can't remember who it was now, but check out the Randy Orton interview. If you type it into Google, you will, um, uh, you, you will absolutely find it. Um, Bree2208 says, going back to CM Punk, that's my point. I also think he's done performing as a wrestler. Yeah, no, it's true. And then Dig Ig Owner or Dig Digigona. So who would you have killed the legend killer? Well, Edge, right? When Edge comes back, he gets his big win. I mean, even if it's six to eight months down the line, that's not a problem. As long as you tell the story, right? And you make sure you keep people updated about Edge's uh, comeback or health, then it will just have that impact when he does. There's nothing wrong with that. And then you tell, you tell the wonderful story. And then it's the trilogy. Edge wins the third one. So technically won the feud. And then hopefully he's healthy enough. He can go feud with Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, whoever. There's loads of people you could put with Edge that would be like, oh, wow, we're getting that match. That would be fantastic. Andrade versus Edge. I mean, whoever thought we'd see that? Absolutely random, to say the least. Um, JDM3232, do you see any TV networks picking up New Japan in the near future or just relying on their streaming service? I have no idea. Obviously, New Japan's back now. It is worth mentioning that. Uh, they had a random show uh, a couple of days ago. Really, really good by all counts. Apparently, the main event was good. I haven't seen it. And then we're about to start doing the New, J New Japan Cup too. Obviously, Will Ospreay... Um, Jay White not going to be there because they're stuck in their respective countries, which is a shame. But the world is slowly getting back to normal. But I think, I mean, I guess they'll try and double down on New Japan World. But may, who wouldn't want a TV? Because obviously Access aren't showing it in America anymore. I'm sure they're trying to get one. Maybe they already have one. I live in the UK and they don't have anything over here. I don't think, unless I've missed something. But everyone's trying to expand. I just think the issue they have now is that the world has changed again. And I doubt there's going to be many TV networks happy to shell out a lot of money for Japanese wrestling. But hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. Uh, Morandor, I hope we keep the AJ feud with Taker somewhat going. I thought this could be the match for Taker to have his last, but then the situation happened and I would be happy to have this next year with an audience and give him one last big match. That's my prediction. I think if the world has sort of straightened out by Mania 37, yeah, you just go back to that. Have the match in front of a crowd, which still has the novelty factor because we didn't see that. And then draw a line under it all. Undertaker wins, has a great match with AJ Styles because clearly he knows what he's doing. And then he can have that match and he can be satisfied. And that makes me a pleased pup. And I like being a pleased pup. Uh, otherwise, uh, people asking about the brand split ending. If you end the brand split again, which I can understand why, because you're likely trying to get people to tune into both shows. But if you end it again, that has to be it. We can't muck around with it. We can't do it again. That's it. It's dead. No more brand split ever again. Because it's going to get... It's just overdone. Oh, we're splitting the brands again. I'm like, are you though? Because you're not. We'll get to Survivor Series. We'll have that. You have a wild card rule. You have four people can go here. Four people can go there. I think they even need to stick with it now or actually just kill that for good. And I don't know what the best answer is to that. I don't mind the brand split now. I'm just used to it. I think I'd probably rather it continued on. I don't see the benefit of, of pushing them together other than the fact that, yeah, you could put Randy Orton and AJ Styles on, on, on the other shows. There was all these rumors that apparently AJ Styles had fallen out with Paul Heyman for everything that happened with Gallows and Anderson. But AJ Styles was injured for a lot of that Raw run. And I don't think that Paul Heyman wouldn't have pushed Gallows and Anderson. He certainly didn't fire them. So I don't know what to make of that. But a lot of people did ask me this week. I don't know. 
I have absolutely no clue, but I think AJ Styles being the Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown is fine. So I'm happy with that. Uh, a few people ask you, I'm going to start gaming streaming on here. I am. I'm just trying to sort my calendar out at the moment because life is quite busy, which is great. I appreciate it. But yeah, just make sure you hit the follow button and the notification button or whatever we do here on, uh, on, on um, uh, what's it called? Twitch. Thanks, Brain. And we'll definitely, you know, what I wanted to do, so last week when Paul Heyman got kicked out, I wanted to do a quick stream, but again, I had too much to do. But that's what I would like to do. Two massive shows a week, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday, and then just little bits here and there, as well as gaming stuff. I'm hoping to do something with The Last of Us 2. That will be my plan anyway. But I've said that before. In terms of what's next for Paul Heyman, I think just non, we'll wait till Brock Lesnar comes back. Or maybe we put him with somebody else on Raw. I don't think we are now because there was nothing to even suggest that on Raw last night. But uh, yeah, he'll just be Brock Lesnar's guy. And he's still got Heyman Hustle's productions, whatever the hell they're called. He's got his fingers in loads of pies. Uh, all the rumors are that he doesn't care. And nor should he have to. Fair play to Paul, Paul Heyman. Somebody asked me if I know Ember Moon is on Twitch. Lots of people are on Twitch. So is Rusev, my man, my hero, the best wrestler in all the world. And uh, someone says Nintendo games are for babies. A nod back to the past there, which I do, uh, I do appreciate it. Uh, someone else saying that if we end the brand split, should we bring everyone under one roof, including NXT? If you do that, though, the amount of belts just running through each show is going to be a nightmare. You're going to have three world champions. Um, you're going to have loads of tag champions. You're going to have the North American and United States. I think it's just too much. I already think there's too many belts. I still long for a world where we just have one world champion. I know I say this all the time, but it's true. The number one question I get, Simon, why is there two world champions? And the argument usually was boxing has it. Yeah, but when boxing started doing that is when it broke boxing and everyone got baffled and the politics got too much. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It doesn't matter. Now everyone's surprised that Rusev is on Twitch. Yes. Go watch Rusev on, or is he on YouTube? He's on one of the two. I watch him play live games. That's all I know. Just search for Rusev YouTube or Yusef Twitch. You'll find it. Man kicks ass. The man is great. Um, that's not a bad shout. Someone says that Heyman should be put with a Heyman woman. That would be good. Liv Morgan or someone. Team up with Heyman. We should definitely use Heyman if Brock Lesnar's not coming back for a while. He has worth. And if he has worth, there's no point ignoring it. That would be mad. I would have been happy for him to have stayed in charge. I thought he's playing the long game. And I thought Raw did feel more structured. But it's done now. And there's no point crying. Uh, no point crying over, over, over spilt milk. And I think that's it. I think we've come to the end of the show. I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do on SmackDown. On Saturday or Friday, I should say, uh, we do have some, we have AJ Styles' big victory celebration planned. I presume Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak will have something to do with that, and Bray Wyatt's going to do something too. I would imagine start off a few with Braun Strowman to build to Extreme Rules, which is okay. We will see what happens, and maybe the Miz and Morrison fall out some more. I don't know. Also have AEW and NXT on Wednesday, so we'll do a podcast on Thursday to talk about that. But otherwise, thanks very much for joining me. Make sure you hit the follow button. Again, go on YouTube, search for Simon Miller, and give me a subscribe. Simon316 on YouTube and Instagram. Massive thanks again to everyone supporting me on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Uh, there's a link if you're watching on Twitch right now, you can click. That is my livelihood to do all of this. I can't do it. If it went away, I'd have to stop. But yeah, you can get postcards. You can come on the podcast to have a chat with me. Again, all that's exclusive to the audio feed. So, you know, if you use... Um, apple podcasts or google play or spotify please do subscribe to that i'm trying to grow those numbers too that would be great but you can come on i can send you a t-shirt again there's a load of different tiers and shout out to pinsandknuckles.com pinsandknucklesmerch.com for always being good dudes and that's it i'm going to give you a salute what culture wrestling make sure you keep up to date with ups and downs and all the other videos we've got on there and yeah i just appreciate you sorry i had to go get my vacuum cleaner that's just poor etiquette uh, but if you don't want to do anything else, I'll see you Thursday around about the same time here at twitch.tv forward slash Simon316. Would have got rid of the 316. If I had known how much I was going to be 
associated with pro wrestling, which I'm very proud of and blessed, I would have called myself something else. We'll be right back. 